Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today we are joined by Allison Oconee, our community care pastor, Cliff Tatama, our interim pastor, and our featured speaker from Sunday, Scott Hetherington, a member of our speaking team, and uh, just a regular guest on the follow-up podcast that we really enjoy having here. Scott, I was uh, out sick on Sunday, so I watched your sermon from my bed, <laughs> live streamed it, and uh, loved it. And uh, I'm just curious, when I looked at your notes, because I put together your notes uh, or your slides earlier in the weekend, the word access, that's not something that I've seen um, used particularly often in the in the church sermons it's not necessarily a new word to the english language but not something that you necessarily hear every sunday where did you get that word from in your reading or is it something that you thought of and and said i want to bring this into the text um i was and by the way i hope you're feeling better hayden thank you for being here today my man (laughs) thanks um i i literally was once again just out on a walk this time on the trail just trying to think we're wrapping up this series of good news I was going back through the different topics and trying to think, what is a good news angle that we haven't talked about? And I'm just thinking about different things. And all of a sudden, just this, just like this idea of, I want to talk about something about how we can approach God and we have this communion with God and he wants us to come to him. And the word access just came into my mind. I'm like, I know that word popped up somewhere in Romans. I'm trying to, I'm going through the chapters. I'm like, I know it's in there somewhere and I couldn't. So I stopped and pulled it up my phone and like did a quick search and there it was in Romans 5. You know, we have access. I'm thought. And from there, as I was walking, I literally just started talking into my phone, just like a brain dump of stuff as mm-hmm. I walked for the next 20 minutes and then just got home from there and tried to sort it out into some kind of fluid content of what made sense. And it was, that's kind of where it dropped down from mm. from there, Hayden. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, um, I think the idea of of having access to God is such a it, it to me initially it seemed so. Oh yeah, of course we have access to God, but to really think about this uh, ability to have constant access or the ability to access a conversation with God or relationship with God is actually a really big deal. And I think something that we take for granted. Um, when you were writing this sermon and you had gotten the, um, the, the news that you're going to be speaking this last week of good news was the idea from the get go around this area, or was it something that Cliff had kind of thrown your way for the topic? Yeah, no, it was ironically, literally at that day I was walking, it was a weekend and I was like, oh, I've got to get over and open the building up for a staff member that needs access to the building because I'm the one that can keep people on the weekend. <laughs> There's that word. I know, and that's what kind of, I might have triggered it because it may, one of the illustrations I didn't use in the message was, you know, for a long term through this pandemic, the protocol to get into the school building was you had to access the building either through myself or our office manager, Linda. And one of us would meet you there, let you get into the building, do the business you need to leave, and then you could go again, and we had to document it or you know, log it and all that. And I was just, that kind of thinking got me going. That's kind of like what we had to do with priests back in the day or even today with some people. And I wanted to talk about how all that got torn asunder literally with the curtain, and we can walk right into the holy holies of God, but why don't I do that more often? Or have I just come so complacent with it that you know, I'm, I'm more complaining than I am taking advantage in a, in a holy way of the presence of God? 
Mm. Allison, before we started, you said that there was a lot of content that we had to get through here on this podcast. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to get too far down the road before we start hitting some of those checkpoints. So let's hear from you, Allison. What are some of the things that you want to talk about? Well, I, I, you know, as always, I'm always parked in the back listening to uh, the message and taking notes as best I can while also doing some other tasks on Sunday mornings. So I, I came in, I was listening, then I went and did some tasks, and then I came back and I was like, holy smokes, now we're like, we're in Romans now. Yeah. And then I had to leave and go do some things. And I came back and I'm like, holy smokes, we're, yeah. in, we're in Hebrews. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> this so guy's then, got ADHD like really bad. <laughs> no, it was good, but I was like, wow, here's justification and you name, you know, you drop sanctification on us and yeah. um some things. So then I I sat through second service again, but still with the same like multitasking. So anyhow, today I listened online and I took notes on the post-it notes and um, so that I could actually read all the the Romans and the Hebrews. And then I started just geeking out and stuff. So (laughs) anyhow, it just, it was so rich and meaty. Mm -hmm. Some messages just are full of things you can chew on, but like you could also have just taken one of those passages and, you know, chewed for days. I might've done a little bit overkill with it. I I loved it. I loved it. And actually there's a big study that just came out that shows that, um, millennials now are able to, um, they prefer messages like that that are super meaty and they, they kind of want to go to seminary in a way, you huh. know? Yeah. They don't want to do fluff anymore, apparently. Huh. Interesting. So I, I thought that was really an applicable. Bless those little millennials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. This one's for you guys. <laughs> you know? But no, I just loved it. I thought you covered so, so much yeah. rich stuff that's just so central to our faith. Loved it. You're always so encouraging and kind. Thank you. <laughs> really? I mean, I, I almost want to listen to it again and just really drill down yet again. So it was a good one. Agreed. Yeah. I yep. guess, what, what was the inspiration, Scott, to go into uh, this, I guess, so meaty of a Sunday? Was it, like you had said, the the word vomit on your walk, and you're just like, well, I said this, I want to get into this? Or was there some some big things that you felt like you couldn't, not talk about when it came to this message. No, when I first, when I did the brain dump on the trail talking. Brain dump, sorry. Yeah, talking into my phone and people walking by me like, what is he talking about? You know, as you're walking down the phone, you know, trail, people are walking by you. But um, I really was trying to, I wanted to do something that was like really positive, wrapping everything up. And maybe I'm just not a very positive centered guy. I don't know. (laughs) But I, when I got home a couple days later and like, pasted everything that I talked into my phone into a Word doc and started cleaning it up. I'm like, man, there's a lot in here that really doesn't flow, but where, where's some of the scripture to back up some of my opinion and thinking? Mm. So I started pulling some scriptures together. I'm like, because I camped out in Hebrews and um, Romans. I'm like, these are really deep scriptures. How do I present this theological depth here in a way that people understand that it's really what I'm trying to get across is we've been given access to the creator of the universe, God our Father. And that is a heavy topic. How do we celebrate that, but also challenge people to know that you have this, you have the key in your hand. So I don't know, it went from there, um, Hayden, and I think it went from wanting to be a little more lighthearted to turning a little bit more of heavy doctrine. Yeah. And 
maybe that's just the way I flow sometimes. I don't know. You hit some really relatable um, examples, like you gave the example of being on an airplane and how there's first class and the <laughs> yeah, curtain, and you want to like go use the bathroom up there, and everybody's I like, "Shall no. not pass." Yeah, th- that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and then the baseball game, right? That you yeah. had been given tickets by somebody who was in the was on the team. Yeah, on the team, and you your kids got to experience great seating yeah. at a game. And then once that, you went just regular style, and they were like, why can't we go down here, you know, like we used to, Dad, and we have to sit yeah. up in the nosebleed. Um, but, like, who you know or the ticket that you have, you know, affords you access. Um, one of the things I was looking for, I loved the Harbor Patrol example, too. You said that ships used to want safe harbor. And to get permission to go into the harbor, um, they needed permission by the harbor patrol. Yeah, and that paperwork had to be signed by somebody that was, like, giving them permission to sail under their, you know, things. Authority or... And that Christ gave us access to the safe harbor of God's presence. Mm. I just love that. Yeah. Loved it. I can't take credit for that one. Oh, no? No, I found that one online somewhere. That was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh, it's good. I appreciate the fact that that uh, you did this message because knowing how busy you've been and all that, and uh, and I actually called Scott on, I think it was Tuesday maybe or something right. like that, and said, hey, I, I know you're really busy and all, so if you if you just don't have time to do it, we'll figure something out. Don't worry about it. And, and you said, no, I've got this idea, and I really do want to do it. And I'm really glad you did. So even if you were busy, that you, you took the time to do it. Because it was. It was a great one to finish up the series and really just kind of going, man, here's, here's who we have access to and, and take advantage of it. Yeah. yeah it, it was an idea, and it took me a while to just even narrow it down to some key points. And I even think the points changed from the Thursday notes I sent Hayden to the Saturday notes I sent him. Yeah or whatever it was, and he's so great about being flexible with that because for me, during the week, I try to give as much attention I can in the evenings, but I'm usually a little bit brain dead. So for me, it's Saturday morning getting up and just hitting it on Saturday morning when there's no work on my agenda, and I can, and that's when I kind of tune some things up a little bit. And Aiden's always so great about, I don't even know if he even makes them till Saturday, but I try to get him to him by Thursday. <laughs> I, I was having a conversation with somebody about that, and I just said, I've just gotten used to doing them Saturday night now, and I'm okay with that because, you know, you make them Thursday, and then they come in a little bit edited on Saturday. So, yeah. But one of the things I thought was cool about your message, uh, Scott, was it, it's a really good bookend to how we opened Good News because if I am remembering correctly, Cliff, your first message on Good News was lost and found, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so to go from lost and having no relationship with God to at the end of this series being Full access to God, right? Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly the way we planned it, Hayden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meaning, shout out to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right? yeah no yeah. kidding, no kidding. Because we had, because we, we had, there was no plan at all. It yeah. was totally the Holy Spirit. That's, but I'm glad you pointed that out because that's a great. That was a great example that is of cool. that. Holy Spirit's yeah. making yeah. us look good, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Love so it. often, so often. 
Give us some more sticky note stuff. Yeah, Allison. you've got you some got? good sticky notes over there, Allison. Yeah. I'm wondering what oh, you got written. Well, and she's I, got the Bible over there, too. I kind of figure she's playing Brian here today, too. Yeah. So. Well, I, a little teeny bit geeked out, just, but I, I'm, I'm kind of mid-geek, so um, <laughs> I didn't get all the way in. So I don't know how much... Yeah, go for it. What I mean, I'd love to hear what you got written down over there, what you're wondering, thinking well, through. Well, um, in Hebrews 10, you were talking about... Uh, the, the sprinkling of the water, mm-hmm. like these things that give us access, right? It's Christ's blood and his sacrifice. And um, then talked about the living water and or the water that cleanses us and all that. So I have this Jewish friend <laughs> who was talking to me about some of her ritual things mm-hmm. in, their, in their faith and um, being cleansed by living water is a concept for uh, the Jewish people. And so, anyhow, I just started geeking out on that. She said, like, to qualify for this uh, cleansing, it has to be living water, which means it's either salt water or coming from a fresh spring. Right. And so I was like, we have living water. <laughs> like, we do that. Yeah, you right. know, like, it's not just you guys. Yeah. Christ is our living water and the Holy Spirit. So. No, that's good. In fact, when I was doing notes, I had a whole page about that. I'm like, I can't get into all of this. This is like, because yeah. it was so much. And so I, I had to focus on a few other things. But you're exactly right. The whole idea of the ritual of getting cleansed to go into the Holy Holies is exactly what Paul is playing out. If you believe Paul wrote Hebrews, right. somebody else. Mm. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> plays out in those verses there about that picture he's painting yeah to the Hebrews, the Jewish people, about that. So they would have caught on to that very quickly that, by the way, we're all cleansed now by the living water of yeah. Christ. He is the living water. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a beautiful word picture. I just think it's so powerful. And, like, how smart is Jesus <laughs> to use that example, right, where it's yeah. clicking for them? And, like, even now for me, when it's clicking for me, like, you have to be submerged in living water. Right. You know, like, that's a thing for us. Yes. So, anyhow. Hmm. continuing to geek out but yeah i just love the access imagery that you painted you gave these really meaty deep um doctrinal things but then you set it against everyday examples like a first class airplane or a baseball game i hope that i didn't part of my worry about that was is i didn't want to make it like our access to God is just a nonchalant everyday, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it is an everyday thing that we can take advantage of with the depth of what it really carries. And I I felt like I was on a teeter-totter of trying to manage the seriousness and, and the holiness of that access that we right. have with the idea that God wants relationship with you, invites you into that, mm-hmm. and come as you are. Mm-hmm. And he will talk you through that and correct and rebuke and rebuild and listen and weep yeah. and mourn with you. So. <clears throat> yeah, and convict. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think mm. you even mentioned that. You didn't want to seem too casual about, you know, this concept. It was a pretty amazing, deep, powerful concept to think we get to access his right. presence. But by the same token, he, he can be familiar too and right. safe. Yes. Like Aslan, right? Exactly. Oh, good throat of Chronicles oh, of Narnia. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Is he safe? No, he's not safe, but is he good? Yeah. Yes. One of my favorite lines. I know. Mm. Yep. Lions? 
One of your favorite lions. <laughs> But that beam. was good, Alex. That was good. Wow. I was like, a little slow on the uptake. I'm alive now, man. <laughs> that was good. It went over my head for a second, and then I caught it. That yeah. was good. Uh, it took. I was a little slow on the uptake there, but nice job. Like your kindergartners. Perfect. I'll have to use that with Grant somehow. Uh, uh, that's great. Oh. Yeah. Nothing else on the sticky notes you want to dive into, Allison? I just I don't want to get done with this hug. podcast, and you've been holding on to things. You, you know? know, I'd rather pitch to you, Hayden. What what more did you have? Like, or or maybe Cliff had yeah, a Cliff. sticky note in his mind. Do you have a mind sticky note? <laughs> yeah, what, is there a sticky note? My in mind, your mind sticky note. Yeah, I just thought not only did you did you bring in the uh, the curtain, but the uh, the woman touching the hem of his garment. And and I was kind of thinking the same thing. Allison was wow, you just because you could only pick little pieces out of those because you could have done a message on on all of it. You know, we could right. go for for weeks and weeks on it. But but um, I just I love that the the combination of the familiarity that they would have with that, like uh, like she was like Allison was talking about with Jesus using the living water. Same thing with the curtain. They got that right. Yeah. I mean, it was real clear to the audience at that time that. That was like you could not go there, you know, unless you were. And now Jesus is saying, "No, you can," and it's the way's open to you, right. you know. And uh, with the woman who touched him, uh, the thing I love about that story is when he turned to look at her when she finally fessed up, you know. And and I thought of something for the first time when you were teaching that. I thought, I wonder if Jesus knew that. See, I've always thought that, of course, he knew who touched him. He just said it so that, but then I stopped, but wait a minute, he might not have, because the Holy Spirit may not have told him who that was, and uh, so he may have been genuine in saying who touched me, but he did feel the power go out, and then she comes up and, and is trembling, and, and, and he realizes that if you touch the hem of the garment of a rabbi and you are not a family member, you are in deep weeds. Right. I mean exactly. that, yeah. That 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 is so against the the temple could do whatever they wanted to you to you, short sure, of kill you, because they couldn't do that without Roman approval. But they could have you whipped for that. They could have you. They could disenfranchise you for that. They could do all kinds of things. And then when Jesus sees her, his first word is daughter, right? Which makes her part of his family and familiar. Kind of back to that opening the curtain and all the other things. So anyway, I just thought I was sitting there geeking out myself going, oh, wow, yeah, and there's another layer there, and there's another layer there. I like that layer you just shared about daughter. That I didn't catch that. That's good. Yeah. I like that. So Remind me about Jairus's daughter. How did that come in? Because it, you That's also... the start of the story because they came to Jesus. The synagogue ruler came to him and said, which is interesting, a synagogue ruler would approach yes. Jesus and said, my daughter is ill and dying. Can you come speak to her and heal her? So they're on their way to go do that, and the crowds are pressing in and following them, and that's when she came up and touched his garment. And the thing that the reason I went to that story is I wanted to try to paint a picture for people of no matter how you feel you need to approach Jesus in the moment, he's going to be available. He will turn and make himself available for you. Because I wanted to go to James, which is all these passages I had to cut out where it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And so in that story to me, you had the person that came with the privilege and power uh, and the priority of, I'm a synagogue ruler. I have prestige and privilege to get access to you. My daughter's dying. Come now. 
And yet, in the midst of that privilege and power and prestige to go to that priority on the way, a woman felt the only way she could approach God in her shame and humility and fear was just to touch his cloak. God stops the whole parade and says, I value you and what you have now as much as this. Yeah. And then right after that, when the person says, don't bother him anymore, God says, oh, no, you're, this is never a bother. This is why I'm here to do my father's business. Yeah. Don't worry. All right. Have faith. She will be healed. And if you go on with that story, because I'm not geeking out now, when you go on with that story, they get to the house and she is indeed dead. And they say she's dead. And he says to them, she's not dead. She's asleep. And it says they all laughed at him. Right. It says they laughed at him. And then he brings her back to life. You know what he says? The first thing, to do, he t- first thing he tells him to do when she comes back to life? Daughter. No, feed her. <laughs> Give her some food. Because oh. the other one is daughter, daughter. arise. Yeah. yeah. The, one, exactly. the other one. Yeah. So, gosh, yeah. I thought it was- so I tried to pick a scripture. <laughs> I, all, I had looked at the whole thing, and all I'm using is my own personal stories. I thought, yeah. I want to pull a scriptural story out of there that will show different angles of access. And even at the end of your access, when you're walking to God and you're walking away going... I give up. I've tried talking to him. It's not getting the answer I want. Things aren't going the way I want. He's like, whoa, don't lose hope. It's not all done yet. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes we got to take a risk, right? Yes. And that's what she was doing. She, she was, was taking a, even being out among the people, she was taking an incredible risk. Because if people knew what she was going through and she was amongst the people, she'd have been in trouble there. And she yeah. just presses through with it and 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 takes the risk and, and he immediately yeah. just opens up and receives her and uh, in such a cool way. So I think there's a lot there in this topic of access and all that means for all of us. Yeah. Um, so it got to be bigger and bigger and bigger, and I trimmed it from like 21 pages down to, I don't know what it was, 11 by the time I was wow. done. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So with a message that's so theologically heavy like this one was, I think sometimes – the part that can get trimmed or uh, not as much time gets spent on is the application. And I was reading through your notes, Scott, and I just wanted to ask you maybe a little bit, if you dive deeper into this. Um, you said, wow, I just had it. Um, oh, it's only good news if we step into living in the access that Jesus and God the Father want us to have. Could you tell me... Maybe some specific examples. What is it? What would it look like as a Christ follower to be living fully in the access? Um, I think that I think one of my last. I think my la- one of my main last points was um, something about access activates us to advance the gospel. Mm. And I think what I was trying to think about through there, Brian, is that if if our only access to God is for our own benefit then that's not what he granted access for. He granted access for to have relationship and redeem us. But then he says, go, go and make. And so for me, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say that our access really does God no good or anybody else any good if we're not going back out in the world and finding how can we seek, serve, preach, minister, come alongside people the way Jesus did. And that's what I tried to emphasize when I was like, look at his life when he went, he healed the lepers. He went to the prostitutes. He went. I tried to walk through that. Anywhere Jesus encountered somebody along the way, he almost always met a physical, emotional need first mm. and then would address the spiritual need. Yeah. And I think for us, to me, you take the access of what you've gained with God 
and go find how you can meet needs in the mm. world to spiritually bring people to that same access with God. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I think you use the word transfer yeah. what he's given you yeah. to other yes. people. And that was so powerful to me because I had somebody ask me not long ago, why did, didn't God just take us home when we got saved? And, and, uh, and I reversed the question and said, why do you think he didn't do that? And they pondered about it for a while, and but then they thought, well, so we can tell other people about him? Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Otherwise, he could take us home. We could be an immediately relationship. So if you've accepted Jesus and you're not transferring what he's done for you to, to other people, you aren't doing what he's, what, the reason he's left you here. Right. You know, so, yeah, I, I really, I, I, I thought that was cool cool enough to rip it off for later that day. So it's also access to the empowerment, right? To go out and do those things. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say that when you're accessing God, he wants to build into you and empower into you to reach people that he's going to bring into your life. Yeah. Now, you may be able to bless and help people um, in your life anyway, but God wants you to do it in a manner that brings them back to him. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of wonderful work that goes on in our world, not in the name of Jesus. That's right. However, when you stand before God in the Holy of Holies and you leave, you should be leaving with everybody needs this. Mm. And so everything we should do in our lives should be to the point of showing that it's motivated by Christ and that we want them to know Christ. Yeah. And I think for each and every one of us, we have a unique gifting and ways to do that. And you don't have to go out and create something big. It's probably right in your own little corner of the world to start with. Um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase this question. I think that the access that we get is is amazing and it's so beneficial to others. I'm curious, how does my life, how does Scott's life change when we get that access? Besides all of the good that we're going to do for God's kingdom. Does, does the access change? Peace and grace. Peace on, and grace? On yep. this one, it's on that one. So you're holding out. I told you, I, I get was everything waiting. off the sticky note, Alice. I was just waiting <laughs> no. for the right time, man. That's perfect We get timing. peace and grace. That's how it changes. And perfect. I can almost picture pulling people in towards that, too, because yeah. who doesn't want those things, too, right? Yeah. It's uh, Didn't they say, like, sharing the Gospels, like a beggar... Showing where somebody else, another hungry person, where yeah. to get bread. Yeah. Oh, wow. Know? Yeah. That's so good. if you are hungry for peace and grace, you pull these people over with you, right? And be like, I'll show you where to get it. This is where you get it. Yeah, I think, I mean, outside of the good Sunday school answer, Hayden, that the first thing it does for us is, you know, it rescues us from our own sin yep. and redeems us and makes us a new creature in Christ. But Outside of that, it means that we can operate in Christ with the peace of we are accepted and mm -hmm. we are part of his family. Um, and that even though we know that we may not be able to live perfectly holy, his grace is going to provide us the same peace and access that's always been there. Um, and to me, that should bring, and I know it doesn't always for me, and I'll speak personally here, I find myself getting lazy and complacent with that. Mm. Um I, I just get used to it. And for me, I want to try to be more active in, in remembering why, why is it I'm just kind of being complacent with what I'm doing here due to fatigue or busyness 
It's because I'm probably not accessing enough presence with God to really be doing in the spirit of the Holy Spirit everything else I'm called to do during the day. And I'm not trying to make it like some over-spiritualized thing, but it is that he wants that access so that when we leave, the Holy Spirit's empowered in us so that we are acting in a way that even unintentionally, Christ is being shown and revealed. Mm. That's my hope, at least. Yeah. So, Scott, when you gain... Allison's in deep thought up here. No, I was just thinking, I wonder if by the time I close my eyes every night and... You know, I'm fretting about my day or what the concerns of the day. Mm-hmm. If the Lord's like, dude, like I was here all all a while, all the while. Like yeah. you could have come to me at any point during the day with those concerns, and I have so much for you. Yeah. You know, in all of those moments, like you don't need to fret. You can just come mm-hmm. to me. Here's a good, here's a good one, Hayden. I just thought of. This but is first, like, you were going to validate my. I was going to validate. Sorry, I should have validated. <laughs> I, this is what I love about her. Didn't her you, and I feel the think, same way this Didn't way. you think that was fantastic? I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> okay, good. Now, now what else? What you else triggered something. I jumped right ahead as I, as an as a ignorant male as I did, and I apologize for that. <laughs> just stepped just, right on your toes. I am just too much. Uh, I'm sorry. A smooth-brained <laughs> males. It's, it's very easy to step iron on Iron sharpens iron right there. Yeah. The wounds yeah. of a friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Deep wounds. Yes. So thank you. I want to hear from you, though. That's okay. I loved hearing from you, and I'm sorry that I just blurted and threw up right on top of what you said there. The decorum here is great. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. Well, and she's giving, oh. you, she's giving you access. No, it yeah. is. So it goes back to that. One of the things I just thought of when you're talking is one of, maybe the, the, the idea of access, a very practical application, Hayden, is... Yeah. Do we provide um, access for people to come to us mm-hmm. and, and share with us and talk with yeah. us? Or do we not want to wade into that? Because then that might mean I actually have to do something. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying we all encounter that from day to day, but I know there's times when I'm like, oh boy, if I really sit down and listen, I know that there's going to be more here that I need to do. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah. the two edged sword of vulnerability right there. Yeah. So. Because if you open yourself up, then there's opportunities that God will say, okay, let's go to work. Yep. <laughs> For me, it's the difference between like, hey, you can reach me by email. <laughs> and here's my phone number. Like, or there's even just further, a here's my address. We oh, visit- God. <laughs> Wow. wow. I've been giving people your address, Allison. I yeah. But, you know, I mean, there's that availability where yeah. a phone number is almost like, wow, you could call me almost any time of yeah. day yeah. or night versus an email, which I can get to during business hours. Yep. And it, you know, I don't know. You can but off after that. I'm sure the Lord's like, dude, here's my address. No, we, we need we need boundaries, but it made me think <laughs> of the, the, that God has that access all the time. Yeah. 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 In fact, he doesn't have. That's the cool thing, right? I mean, he's there. Doesn't right. matter what time. Yeah, he's available at any time. And where I do need boundaries, and there are times I'm going, "Thank you very much." I'm not going to look at the thing or or turn my phone over or turn it off because right. I don't want to talk to you. He's never that way, right? Mm. I don't know why I'm so stuck on this uh, application bug, but. To kind of to wrap things up, I'm curious. I look out on stage and I see three people that God has empowered to preach and teach. And I think also with Allison, you have a big heart for pastoral care. I'm curious, maybe for uh, Scott and Cliff, what are some other areas that you feel like once you got access 
that you were empowered to, that you could help build the kingdom and, and work alongside God. You want me to go first? <laughs> okay. I've I, learned from Allison to, <laughs> give space. to defer. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. I think for me, um, the critical thing is that we get to access his wisdom. Mm. And, uh, you know, one time I was, I was praying and I was, and I just was, it was kind of felt like I wasn't getting through or whatever. It just didn't feel like it was alive. And I, yeah. and I was saying, Lord, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like you're not really, I'm not, I don't know even know what to say right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like the Holy Spirit say, let me ask you a question, which is what he always does to me when he convicts me, you know, <laughs> big time is he asks me questions. And he said, um, if you knew that your very best friend happened to also be the smartest person in the world, who happened to also have more wealth at his disposable than any person in the world, mm. knew you better than anybody else, and cared about what was actually in your best interest more than anyone else, mm. and said, anytime you want to talk to me, I'm available and would love it. How often do you think you'd call him or talk to him? Mm. And just, it just changed my prayer life at the moment, man. Wow. I just went, wow, Lord, I forget that. Mm. You know, and that he's made it so available. It sometimes, like you were saying, we can get we can get to where we we just don't. It's, we're so used to it, yeah. And yet, it's so honoring. So you know, I'm, I, I guess my concern for people would be, hey, don't not go, yeah, because it's it's this mysterious, incredible thing. Go mm-hmm. and spend the time, but be ready because he's going to. He's gonna he's gonna work through things with you. Mm. He loves you too much to let you to not. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's my thought. And yeah. now, then, Scott, what is your thoughts on that? <laughs> I, rephrase, rephrase the question again, Hayden. I really because I heard it. I think I might have heard it differently than you did. So oh, okay. I want to hear it again. Um, what are once you got access? What were some of the things that you felt? empowered by God to go do. I I'd mentioned one of the things that I've seen in you is your ability to preach and teach, but in, in order to build the kingdom up, what, what are some ways that you felt like God has empowered you to, to work alongside him? Um, I think part of that is what I try to do outside of like what I do in serving in the mm-hmm. church is like I look at my job and what I do on my job, um, trying to help people, yeah. meet people where they are, and help them in the moment of where they are. And that mm-hmm. I could give constant examples throughout our week. You know, I just spent three hours today doing that with a family in need. Um, I think about relationships I have in, the, in, in, you know, my circles of influence of, like, the group I started Aftermath. I went through something that I never want anybody to go through, a divorce. And so what, how, what, how can I take that and what I learned from God on that and just support and be there for other men going through mm-hmm. that? Um, I just try to look in my circles of influence of where there's opportunities with my friends and who's in my life. How can I come alongside and provide support and love and grace and encouragement the same way that I feel God has done for me? Mm. Um, and that's re- I just try to make it practical that way and not think that I have to go around the world and build a church somewhere or do something, yeah. which is great if people do that. And I, that would be wonderful. I've done those mission trips before, but... I'm trying to look at in my own backyard, within my own work, what are ways I can help people and share with them somehow what God has done for me. Mm. 
That's awesome. I'm looking at Allison if she has anything. To add Allison, to that. you have anything? Else? I I didn't mean to put you in a box when I said preaching, teaching, and pastoral care. You can have other empowered areas. Oh well, no, my, you got my heartbeat is pastoral care. <laughs> yeah. So um, I feel like you know the Lord takes you to places, gives you experience and insight on. Like for me, hospice and mm-hmm. hospital deathbed, like it's my jam. <laughs> like I, yeah. it sounds terrible, but um, I I feel like the uh, spaces that I longed for somebody mm. to step in with me are the places I long to step in yeah. and be that person for people. So, um, yeah. There's a hesitation almost mm-hmm. to enter some of those spaces. And if it weren't for the Holy Spirit saying, let's go together, let's go and do that thing, mm-hmm. um, then I, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but he keeps showing up. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. And I love the pastoral care, too. I love our, our anytime we can meet needs around here. I love seeing God meet needs uh, with the people here at Arbor, like a matchmaker, he knows who can fill it. And Mm -hmm. all I have to do is have eyes to see it and make that match happen. So anyhow, I mean, yeah, that's my heartbeat. I love that. Awesome. Hmm. Um, I think it's time to wrap up because I can hear the karate kids next door just (laughs) running around and hitting things. So Um, is there anything else that you guys would like to talk about before we close the podcast? No, I just loved Allison's example at the end there because it reminded me that, you know, that's something you do uniquely that yep. would not be something I think I would be very good at, <laughs> gifted at you doing uniquely. So I just would encourage people that wherever you, when you've accessed God and you're hearing from God, He's going to give you the areas and the corners that He wants you to go do mm-hmm. with what, how He's created you, because um, we're unique. And and being gifted in a variety of ways um we're able to do all the things then if everyone's obedient to the the call or the invitation Mm -hmm. it's like we got all the bases covered (laughs) we do Mm because that's his plan is to meet all the needs and be Mm -hmm. in all the in all the corners he talks about that something like a body we're all different parts i don't know that doesn't sound very familiar to me at all i'll have to go look that up somewhere (laughs) (laughs) all right well I'm going to wrap things up. Thank you guys for your time and for sitting down and talking about the message. Um, Next week, we will have Cliff, who will be kicking off our new series on Sunday, and then he'll be here to talk about it on uh, Wednesday with us. Cliff, do you want to leak any of the uh, info about that series? You want to keep it a mystery till Sunday? Uh, It's it's, uh, We haven't got time to go into those kind of priorities, so we'll just... uh... (laughs) Leave it a mystery. I like it. I like you it. You haven't written it yet. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing you say? <laughs> Listen, it's sitting on his phone it's all, it's my, just it's, sort Let me put it, it, it this out. way. It is my priority. I'll put it that way. Make a priority to write about priorities. That's right. Yeah. Good. Good. Awesome. I'll make a priority to listen. Okay. Thanks for that, Allison. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys know what to do. Join us on Sunday. Um, come back on Wednesday. Listen to the follow-up. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you.